We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. And welcome back to Crazy for Swayze. This is your host, Vince Troya, and I'm here with my co-host, Josh Young. Josh, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Fuck yeah, Josh. How, how, what did you do today? I worked from the house. I did nothing else. Um, I guess I opened the mail. Yeah? That's about it. Oh, well. How- oh, oh, I bought some some stonks. You bought some stocks? Yeah, we got some stocks. Yeah, we invested a little money. Yep. Uh-huh. Invest in things. It's your only power as a consumer. Should we invest in this? Like it, this podcast? I mean, we've already invested something. I invested in this computer. That's about it. <laughs> I'm I'm more worried about just the stocks. Oh, the stocks. Uh, yeah. I mean, we should probably make some stocks. Yeah. So, Not publicly traded. They'd be privately traded. So, like, you can, you know, I could trade them back and forth. Yeah, we can trade them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can give other people stocks if they come over. I mean, like, all right. So, so. So how how many stocks are we gonna make? Is what, what I'm what I'm wondering now. Well, we should start easy, like with either ten or a hundred. Those are our options: ten or one hundred. I think so. We can't go for like fifty <laughs> or like twenty five. No, it's ten or one hundred. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we can come back to that. <laughs> I guess we should get to what we're here about to talk about. Yeah. Fucking Patrick Swayze. We're crazy for Swayze. We're crazy for Swayze. I'm even wearing my Patrick Swayze shirt today. I'm not. Oh, that's okay. Well, today we're here to talk about his ninth film, Tiger Warsaw. Now, Tiger Warsaw came out in 1988 from Sony, and my phone is not opening. There is no information about this movie anywhere on the internet. Like, you found the IMDb page, and that's like, and there's like no citations on the Wikipedia page. Like, no one has ever discussed this movie before. Yeah. I the amount of information I find found was like minimal, right? Okay. So, Tiger Warsaw, aka The Tiger, was released in May of 1988, right? It's rated R, 93 minutes. Sony and Continental Film Group Limited put the movie out. So, this was directed by Amin Q Karadi, Chahardi. I'm sorry, I'm pronouncing the last name incorrectly, but there are multiple names uh, that this director has gone under, so A.C. Kumar is another one, and they also directed Deadly Vengeance and Unremarkable Life. Um, I'm unfamiliar with anything else that they've done. I'm unfamiliar with all of those things. They just sounded like a jumble of syllables. Dude, yeah, I feel like this whole this whole information that I've got was just like, yep, we're just bunch of stuff no one's ever heard of i do think that this is going to deliver on one of the promises that we set forth to in doing this podcast being the definitive patrick swayze podcast i think this will be the definitive discussion on the movie tiger warsaw yeah i i hope i hope we can at least shine some light onto this um because yeah this was a real weird place yeah it was it was his ninth film it was right after Steel Dawn, right before Roadhouse, right? Okay. So, like... Prime time. Yeah. This is, like, Swayze in his Swayziest. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So, he's going to be super Swayze. I just... 
Any information about the box office returns or anything about this movie? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a little oh, little geez, bit. Jeez, man. But uh, just, just for a little bit of background here. According to Paul1978 on IMDb, Tiger Warsaw is... The story of Chuck brought sorrow to his family when he shot his father, who is now semi-invalid. After 15 years of self-destruction, he returns home to seek forgiveness. So, we're looking at something that's probably going to be sad. Oh, dude, this is going to be emotional? Yeah, do you think I'm going to cry? I thought he was going to fight, dude. I thought he was going to fight. Man, this is awesome. All right, right, so (laughs) check it out. His name is Chuck Tiger Warsaw. Tiger's his nickname, right? Chuck. Yeah, his name's Chuck, but, like, Tiger's what they call him. So, I'm assuming there's going to be some action, because, like, I, like, I mean, I guess it could be a snuggle tiger, you know? Like, uh, like, uh, Calvin. Yeah, yeah, but, like, the self-destruction also makes me feel like he's maybe a bad boy, you Wait, know? Hobbs is the tiger. Oh, yeah, excuse me, excuse Cal- you. Calvin's the young boy. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't really know what to expect from this. Like, the uh, the cast was a bunch of names I wasn't super familiar with. Like, uh, we got we got our boy fucking Patrick Swayze playing T- Chuck Tiger Warsaw, and he's the top build. But then right underneath him was Piper Laurie, and she was also in uh, Twin Peaks in the Faculty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Lee Richardson from Exorcist 3 and The Fly 2. Like, he likes sequels. Yeah. He's this, I'm not familiar with, with him. And then Mary McDowell was the fourth. And she was actually in Donnie Darko with him as well. So What happens in The Fly 2? Um, Are there more? <laughs> I know that... Uh, what's his face? Fucking... Jeff Goldblum? No. Eric Stoltz is The Fly 2. Electric Boogaloo. Oh, so it's like a RoboCop situation. Yeah, it's like the son of the fly kind of thing, I think. I don't know. I haven't ever seen it. Oh, okay. I mean, that sounds like it might be interesting. That's, I mean, that's what I've gotten out of this. It's not Cronenberg. Okay. I mean, okay, so this movie is going to be a snuggle fest. Uh, there might be some fighting. There might be some fighting. Um, but mostly we're going to cry. Hopefully. Um, I hope it's good. Yeah, I hope so, too. If not, uh, you know... If if not, you guess I guess you you get what you get. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. It's you get what you get. Yeah, you get what you get. Sometimes you hold them, sometimes you fold them, and you get what you get. Yeah, sure. What's the song, man? I don't know the song. Somewhere it's a song. Well, all right. Are you ready to get into this? Yeah, I'm ready to get into the movie. Let's watch this piece of shit. Let's watch it. We watched it on YouTube. We watched it on YouTube. You too can watch a movie on YouTube. The entirety of the movie Tiger Warsaw is free to watch on YouTube. 
Uh-huh. And I can only imagine that's because it's such a classic that everybody needs to see it, right? Yeah, it's the only explanation as to why a film would be on YouTube. Like Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. Yeah, classic. Yeah. This I, movie, not on par with Dr. Strangelove, in my opinion. No. Um, I took a lot of notes. I did as well. Uh, because the film was like not, it was kind of opaque at first. It was like not doing it for me. It was like, oh, this is what, what, give us some words. Yeah. A lot of just uh, silent Patrick Swayze getting in a car and driving. And it's not like shot beautifully as if it were the film Drive. No. <laughs> It's not dry. <laughs> but no, there is the, a sick car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's got a dope-ass Plymouth in it, and he's fucking driving around most of the time, just looking cool. And then he doesn't have that car anymore. It's fucking weird. Like, the choices that were made by the characters... And the just, filmmakers. And the filmmakers were just kind of surprising to me. Uh, yeah, I found the film surprising, um, but not in, like, a good way. No. Uh, so should we, like, just briefly walk through the plot here and then see if there's any meat to it? Yeah, I, I, I think that is the best plan. Like, we open up in a, a small, quiet town. Everything's just kind of, like, going on. Like, like America. It's in Pittsburgh. It's clearly industrial. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just bubbling just like a normal work day, right? And then all of a sudden... We see our our main man Tiger. He, uh, he <laughs> in my notes, I wrote that he stalks mom and dad, you know, because he's a tiger. Oh yeah, because like he emerges from his motel room and is like, "All right, let's go on the hunt. I'm gonna go to mom and dad's house and right? check it out." Yeah. So okay, and they're so, having a beautiful discussion about flowers. Yeah, they're just sitting there talking about flowers, and all of a sudden we see our boy Chuck just like roll past and mom right. sees him through the window yeah but it was it's just like a like whatever thing you know she kind of brushed it off as if it was nothing yeah oh uh, he's just you know yeah. driving by and they just kept talking about flowers yeah know? let's just keep talking about the flowers you know dad mom talking about flowers have not been introduced as dad and mom at this point we're yeah. just like these are random old people he drives by they're creepy he's creepy to them yeah they they haven't introduced anyone and no words really like mom and dad are talking Tiger has said nothing. Yeah, and like the mom and dad conversation, we just kind of like got flopped right into the middle of it as well. So it's like we didn't even get the real context as to why they were talking about flowers. They were just talking about flowers. But very quickly after the scene of Patrick Swayze as Chuck Tiger Warsaw driving past his mom's house, he has a flashback nightmare dream? It's a bad dream, I think. Like... It's just very jarringly depicting a two men getting in a tussle where a gun fires, and then it just cuts to him waking up. Oh, so, so spooky. Yeah, so it's. I'm assuming it was supposed to be a nightmare, but it also was kind of framed like a flashback. It, it wasn't very well defined. Okay, but, but we don't get a lot of time to think about that. It just yeah, cuts. Okay, yeah, so just, now it's time to look at some lady. She's outside a dress shop. Yeah. It's, just, it's ladies' time now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and we had seen a, f a family photo at mom and dad's house, so mm -hmm. we know there's a sister in the equation. Yeah, so we Paula. can we can kind of assume that this is Paula. Yes, right? this is Paula. So she gets a box. Yep, takes and it up to her office. She's clearly the boss. Yep, but we don't know what's in the box. We never find out what's in the box. No, we. She actually pulls out a veil. Oh, yeah, it was a veil. Oh, it was some beautiful stuff, because you know 
it's almost time to get married, and that's what the flowers are for as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, hold on a second. I know. I'm skipping. That's what the flowers were for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. Like, Mom and Dad were talking about flowers because Paula's getting married. Okay, there we go. Getting it together. All right. Hard cut to the music shop. Where Patrick Swayze, Tiger Warsaw, has still not said a single word. Not a single goddamn word, but he picks up a guitar and just starts fucking doodling, right? Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden, this dude that works there, Tony, the owner of Tony's Music Shop. Hold on, we're, hold on, hold on. We're, we're to believe that he's actually playing the guitar, though? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I know, we I'm just getting skipped ahead past of myself. it. I know, because like, I, I had a severe problem with it, the way he was playing the guitar, which is that his hands weren't moving. Yes. Uh, so that... Made me wonder, do you think he was singing? I hope he was. Do you think that was his real singing voice? Yes. I think it might have been his real singing voice, but he was not playing the guitar. <laughs> do you think that they were just like chilling and just, they were like, all right, Pat, because, you know, like while they're on set, they're calling him Pat. Uh huh. You know? like, yeah, we were talking hey, about this. Hey, Pat. Hey, hey, Patty. Patty, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just, just sing us a few bars, but like. We'll put the music in and post. Yeah. Yeah, just, just like. A little ditty. Yeah, just like. Give us a scat, scat, skadoo, boo, boo, boop. So his entrance yeah. into this film, his vocal entrance is singing. Yeah, he's just he's just laying down some. Which Tony notices. He's yeah. like, okay, so this guy's here and he's singing. I know this guy. Yeah. So Tony walks over to to Tiger, and all of a sudden, Tiger just starts acting sketchy as shit. So sketchy, like he was clearly drawing attention to himself. He went to this place on purpose. Yeah. And then immediately starts acting sketchy when he's noticed. Yes. Yeah, and so he's like, hey, you know, like being all sketchy and kind of like shifty and acting weird. He just immediately was like, hey, do you want to go get a drink? And Tony's like, yeah, and then they just leave. He just leaves his fucking music shop. Yeah, yeah. At first I thought he worked there, but later we are to learn that he owns the music shop. So, of course, he can just leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he can just leave. Oh, hey, I'm the owner. Bye. Yeah, he just fucking takes off, and they go to the bar, and that's when Swayze's like, I don't drink anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know I took you out for a drink, but I don't... Yeah, I mean... Tiger, Tiger's strictly sticking to Coke. Coca-Cola. They were a sponsor of the movie. <sighs> I love sponsors. Dude. There was, there was lots of Coca-Cola sponsors in this movie. They can say said it at least four or five times. I love Coca-Cola. I don't drink beer. No, I don't smoke weed. I only drink Coca-Cola. Oh, you're offering me cocaine? I only do Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, he's sober. And it's like, okay, we get it. You're sober, dude. Yeah, they're fucking sitting there talking about it, and all of a sudden they get on the topic of uh, just, just Tiger being upset. And how he's sorry for something, but he didn't. They haven't said what he's sorry for. You know, it's very vague. What's they, he sorry for? Oh, I'm so sorry. They they've kept everything involving Tiger very vague as to why he's back in town and stuff like that, and why it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then once they've kind of wrapped up their conversation, you know, Tony's like, "Yeah, well, I got to get home to my wife because she has a kid in her." And, two uh, kids in her. Oh, there's two kids in her? They twins. Oh, well, shit. Well, yeah, Tony's got to get home to his wife, Val, and uh, Val does not like Tiger. Yeah. Amelia's like, don't fucking hang out with that dude no more. Yeah. And Tony's like, you know, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's what he tells his wife when they meet up later, and he's like, "I saw my boy Tiger," and she's like, mm, "He's bad news." Yeah, don't don't hang out with him. But we don't know why he's bad news yet. And sh- he's like touching her belly, and I was like, "Oh, that's like ominous twin baby energy." But nothing ends up coming of that. It's kind of weird. It was super weird. Like the scene was very strange. You were like, "Who's this lady?" Yeah, I didn't know who this. Like, it's, it looks clearly like he- Tony's wife. <laughs> I didn't know though. It just like he just what? All right. It was her introduction. He just like walks into this room that had other people in it. The other people left, and then he just like gets down on his knees and pushes his face into her belly. Like, what is that? I I understand that. Okay, you know they're in a relationship. This is an intimate thing they were doing. But it was just like we've never seen this woman before. You know? Yeah. And it was just like. Immediately just goes right in for the gut. Well, we're to know that's his wife, of course, because how would he do that? What if he mistook a random woman on the street for his wife? Just Just a random woman in public? I just love touching babies. Uh, I just like putting my face in the bellies. It's my my thing. Some people do like doing that shit, man. I like, I don't know. I don't want to touch no belly. Like, if there's a baby in there, I don't want to poke it wrong or anything. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Baby spook me. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I think I think it's okay to touch a belly if it's okay with the owner of the belly. Well, yeah, you just, I mean, but it's weird to ask. You don't want to, like, oh, can I touch your belly? That's weird, especially when you're, like, you're 30 and <laughs> a man, and you're, like, clearly really stoned, and you're like, hey, can I, can I touch your belly? <laughs> I think that depends on like the relationship you have with the person you're asking. That's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. But none of the people that I know would ever have a baby. That's it's morally wrong. I don't know if I if I've ever felt any babies in any bellies. I've never felt one kick at me. That's for sure. I definitely haven't ever felt one on my face. Oh God, <laughs> I'm not Tony in this movie. <laughs> God, so Tony and uh, Tiger split up uh, unamicably from the bar, yeah. where they do not pay their tab. Tony nope. goes home to touch his wife's belly, mm-hmm. and Tiger proceeds to his car, uh, and then to stop at a train where he has a full-on breakdown oh, right yeah. in the street. Yeah, motherfucker gets out of his car and just starts like kind of like on it. Yeah, and like. I don't want to say, like, punch dancing, but he was, like, really throwing himself around like a little mm. bit of Kevin Bacon, you Yeah, know? looking like a psycho, for sure. Yeah, to the point that a police officer... He's the first one in line also at the train. A police officer pulls him over. He's already out of his car. Yeah, and it's like, what the hell's going on? I need some ID and stuff like that. Is this and, where you live? He's like, I'm a transient. Yeah, no, that's not and what he this said. cop is, like, giving him a hard time, and then all of a sudden... The saving grace of the movie, Karen. Kiki. Yeah. She just shows up and is like, hey, I know you. And she, and then fucking Tiger's like, I know you too. And the cop's like, this seems legitimate. Please be on your way. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, she's, she knows you. Know. Okay, yeah, you're in charge of him now. Calm him down. Yeah. That's what women do. Calm him down. Clearly, he has an adult to take care of him. Yes. So. I know this woman. She's an adult. So, it's are they in a small town or no? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's How like, small is Pittsburgh? It's pretty, I mean, it's like one of two big cities in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's the less big one. I trust you it's the mountainous one there's mountains i've only been to a few places in pennsylvania one of them was uh was was where they filmed that amish mafia tv show hmm 
Nice. Yeah, it was dope. Huh. It was a good fucking show, man. Yeah, but were, did you see the Amish? I mean, like, while we were chilling. Yeah. Like, driving to Philadelphia the next day. Huh. Hmm, 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 hmm. Well, I mean, uh, I, Pittsburgh, not that small. I mean, he, you know, he's probably from a very specific part of Pittsburgh. Because mm-hmm. it seems like everybody knows anybody. So this lady calms him down successfully, or what's going on? Oh, yeah, Karen definitely calms him down. And it's just like, hey, if you call the information, because that's the thing you used to do all the time, just like call up the operator and be like, hey, can you give me this person's address? And they'll be like, yeah, here. Yeah, as if he didn't know how phones work, like yeah. how the operator works. Yeah, but I mean, like, just, you know. In hey, this is my name, you know, I have a last name and I have this other last name as well, but don't don't worry about that. <laughs> that's not a problem. Like, it's, it's fine. Yeah, he goes and finds her name from information and goes to visit Karen. And then while he's at Karen's house, uh, they fucking, or, well, I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. I got ahead of myself. He just calls Karen up and just like, hey, yo, what up? Hey, yo, what up? Hard cut over to dinner with mom and dad yep. and, and Paula. And Aunt Thelma. And Aunt Thelma. Aunt Thelma's got this fucking shirt on, right? It's got the coolest goddamn collar I've ever seen, right? Just black blouse, but then there's just this big fucking chunky gold collar, and there's, like, tassels hanging off of it, like, almost like a fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're painting a picture. Yeah, it was it was dope. And just, like, how, how should we describe Aunt Thelma? I, I said she kind of looked like a... Like a ventriloquist dummy. She kind of reminds me of uh, Lucille too on Arrested Development. Okay, all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could feel that. Um, she had like very, uh, I don't know, like cis woman, but still a drag queen energy to her. I don't know. She was very done up. Yeah, uh, she uh, was clearly wearing a wig, like you said, the tassels, mm-hmm. and she had like ominous shit to say, which I think is why the room was so dark. Right. It was a very dark. It was like it was, it was like everyone was lit. over for family dinner, and it was it was like romantic lighting. Yeah, it was candlelit. There was no overhead lighting as, aside from obviously film lighting, but yeah. it was supposed to be a dark room where where you you'd expect a family to be having a dinner, you know, just like a regular family lighting, mm-hmm. and then like think of like an Italian restaurant oh, yeah. on like fucking Valentine's Day. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. H- how sexy that lighting is. Uh-huh. Let's put it like. Four degrees above that. Wow. But then creepy. Yeah, and and, and that's Thelma what the family was is in. like. Okay, so when you get married, things are gonna change. I don't even remember what the fuck she was saying. It was all really ominous, though. Yeah, I didn't like it. And they didn't mention Chuck at all, did they? No, no. But then Dad was fucking being weird, sitting there, just like he he was earlier in the movie when they were talking about flowers. Yeah, he seemed uh, spaced out. Mm-hmm. But. Shortly after they finish dinner and stuff like that, um, phone rings. So Paul goes and answers it, and it turns out it's fucking Val calling to let mom and dad know that Tiger's back in town. Yeah, and she's the first one to know. I mean, she's the second one to know. Yeah. Well, third one to know. Well, fourth. (gasps) Mom knew first. Well, yeah, because she kind of like saw him through the window or whatever while he was driving by. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so, okay, all right. So mom already knew. So we got mom. We got Tony, we got Val through Tony, mm-hmm. we've got Karen, and now Paula. Yes, so now we everybody knows. Okay, we got five people. Everybody knows. You can't keep a secret at that point. Yeah. But why are they trying to keep it secret? Why is he trying to keep it secret? 
they still haven't told us. God, this movie is like so like purposely like vague. Like that was the number one irritating thing. But as the movie went on, I started getting more invested in it. I stopped taking so many notes. I was just like, okay, I'm trying to enjoy this. And and the whole call between Val and Paula is supposed to just be like inferred because there's no dialogue you can really hear other than the fact that when she answers, she says, oh, hi, Val. You know, yeah, I'm just over here at my mom's house. And then at the end, you hear, don't tell anyone about this. And then she hangs up. So... Okay, so hold on. My only question at this point is, does the dinner take place before or after um, him and his mom have a tearful reunion in the rain? Directly next to this, my next note. Directly next, he sees his mom in the rain. Yeah, mom's outside doing laundry in the rain, and he just walks up in the backyard, and then she's just like, my son, it's been forever. I love you. And they, like, embrace and then he leaves. And then he leaves because he, he feels like, oh, this is not the appropriate time. High drama. Yeah. Just like, hey, Ma, I'm home. I'm alive. And I just wanted to tell you, you know, I'm like, I, I want to see you kind of thing. Yeah. Now I'm going to where I'm staying. And he yeah. shows up at Karen's. And he goes back to Karen's. And then fucking dad's being an asshole this entire time because Paula is... Uh, just chilling inside, you know, because mom's outside. And uh, dad's just telling these weird stories. Just talking cryptic. What was he even talking about? It was just so cryptic the entire time. I, it was like... He was talking about... I, it sounded to me like he was telling a story about Tiger trying to kill someone. Yeah. But, like, there was nothing else about that in the movie. Yes. There was no context for that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have been making that up. It could have been, like, a whole separate thing. Like, I have no idea what he was talking about. What was he talking about? Dude, I, he talked in circles this is a goddamn entire movie. And I was like, God damn, this guy is crazy. And he is just, like, telling lies about his son. I don't know if he's telling lies. I think... He's making shit up. Yeah. Okay, I I <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what you don't know the difference between telling lies and making shit no, up? No, no, me neither. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say I don't know how much the 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 father character was like. It, it seemed like he was having a hard time through half the movie, just like. And then like, the times that he wasn't, he was like fully in control and psychotic. Yes. So, I don't know. I think I preferred him, like, zonked out. I don't know. Dad was, like, a real dick, is what it says in my notes here. Yeah, mine says dad was an asshole telling weird stories to Paula. Yeah, he was being very sketchy with yeah. Paula. Okay, so, that which is a fine transition over to fucking uh, Chuck I, being yeah. extremely sketchy over at Karen's house. Yeah, so motherfucker <laughs> shows up and gets inside and just, like, taking weird long pauses and, like, looking around. And then all of a sudden, Karen's daughter shows up and is like, hey. And when you say looking around, it makes me think he's, like, oh, very slowly looking around the room. He's, no. like, very frantically, like, looking back and forth. Like, yeah. he, like, he doesn't know what he's doing. But But he, like, he'll look one way and he'll linger. And then he'll look another way, and then he'll linger, and then he'll look another way, and then he'll, it's just like, jump, hey, jump, hey, you know? And it's real fucking weird. 
And he's just... And Karen's just trying to have, like, a nice time. Yeah, he's having, like, a kind of herky-jerky conversation. And, like, she's like, do you want a beer? And he's like, I don't drink. And she's like... So she pulls out a joint and she's like, do you want to smoke? And he's like, I don't want to smoke. And he's just being fucking... And she's like, yeah, you've always been turned all the way up. And he's like, ah, I'm just... I'm so, just... So she smokes yeah, the joint and yeah, chills. Yeah, she chills the fuck out. And he's all jerking around still. And then all of a sudden, Karen's daughter walks in the room. God, the daughter walks in after the weed. You don't want to make her look like a... No, she comes in before the weed. You don't want to make Karen look like a bad parent. Oh, dude, Her daughter sorry. didn't walk in on her smoking weed. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to focus on the daughter for a moment. Because yeah, because yeah, the, the daughter walks in and asks if she can stay up late or something. And mom says, no. And then... You know, introduces her to How about Tiger. the daughter's unibrow? I love the unibrow on I didn't, that girl. I didn't even see it. But introduces the daughter to Tiger, and then Tiger just, like, sits there and looks at her for a solid, like, ten seconds. Yeah, she's looking at Tiger. She's holding the daughter's shoulders. Yeah. And, she's, and they're smiling, presumably, but it just focuses on Tiger yeah. looking at them. Yeah, there's no cut back and forth. He's just, waiting for them what, to say something. Like, ten or fifteen seconds. It was just the kind of thing, like, hey... Hold on a moment. I want to go put her to bed. I'll be right back. He just like after like ten seconds, he just stands up and goes, "I better go." And then she's like, "No, stay." No, she, like, like, like she didn't say. You just made this weird. Like, what are you doing? Oh my god, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Dating is weird, dude. It was so fucking goofy. I just like, if you guys like, I mean, I know you're nervous, but like, come on, just. And goofs. she's like telling him that she owns the house and shit, and I was like, oh man, is like. Is Tiger intimidated by, like, a, a strong and independent woman? Because, like, when the child appears, he's like, oh, shit, there's a child? Yeah. Oh, oh was, fu- you own this house? Oh, God. Oh, you have a job and shit? Oh. Yeah, he seemed very impressed. And then the kid just was, like, lingering around and just sitting there like, fucking Karen, get that kid out of here! The kid also he, seemed impressed. The he, kid was like, hey, who's this guy? Clearly wants to smooch ya! Is this, like, my, is this my dad, the kid's thinking? <laughs> no! My, my new dad's hot, is <laughs> the kid's thinking. But... You know, Karen gets the fucking picture, gets the kid out of there, and then they start... Then she shows him her tattoo. Yeah. He asks if she still has the tattoo that she got one night when they were fucked up, back when they were kids, because they used to hang out then. Tattoos are permanent. And then then we get to see the tattoo. Yeah, it's on her body. Yeah, they bone. (laughs) And then... Right when it's starting to get a little hot and heavy, hard cut to mom and dad in bed. <laughs> just like they are not getting hot and heavy. They're just getting in bed, and dad's just like, you know, I'm afraid of the dark. And then hard cut back to the two of them finishing up. Is that a hmm? Interesting. It was. It was. It was. I was. I was like, okay, all right, here we go. This is this is Karen laying it down, getting what you want in life, and then mom and dad just I'm afraid of the dark. Cut back. Karen is like, mm-hmm, yep, cool. Um, so dope. are you gonna leave or? And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, and then she's like, nope, you're gonna cuddle, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna cuddle. Yeah, let's cuddle. I have a, I have a, I have a son. He, I signed away my rights to be his parent. Oh, that's that's coming up, man. No, that's seconds away. That's seconds away? No. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. My bad, dude. Yeah, so when he was... He then gets, gets into that heart-to-heart about how he signed away the rights to his son. Yeah, he he hates being a father, so he signed away the rights to his son. When he was fucked up. Yeah, because when you're fucked up, you're like, man, there's going to be a place to go and where I'm going. 
we don't need kids. Mm -hmm. So he signed away his kid. And now he's like, oh shit, there's only one thing I want. And that's home and family. Yeah. So I need to be here. Yep. So he hopped in his car, came back to to Pittsburgh. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Not yet. He needs to leave again because the next morning, the next morning, he wakes up and has breakfast with Karen and her family. Mm-hmm. And they eat delicious pancakes or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and the kid the f- keeps putting his fucking transformer on him. There's two Domingo. children. There's not one child. There's two children. Yes, there's and, multiple children. And he seems to like it. I yeah. mean, he's like, okay, so there's kids. Uh, what do we do about them? Why are they so annoying? I mean, like, Karen seems cool. Kids got toys. Yeah, the kids are totally dope, and she seems like she's got control over them. They're cute, and I like Karen, is what it says here in my notes. Mm-hmm. So after breakfast, it's time to go to the police station. Well, first, Mom mom and Paula met up, you know, and they had a little talk about Tiger, because now Paula knows and is, was coming over concerned and was like... She's going to tell Mom. Yeah. But Mom already knows. Yeah, and, and Mom's like, you know, I already saw him, and Paula's like, hey... Don't fucking see him. It's not chill. What do you think dad would say? And then mom was like, who fucking cares? I'm my own woman. Yeah. I can make my own decisions. Uh Uh-huh. But then, but then we hard cut to the police station. Yeah. Where Tiger can make his own decisions too. And he's decided that he's responsible legally. He wants it on the record that he caused property damage and hurt his dad 15 years ago. He's just fucking spilling his beans to the to the goddamn cop. The cop who's clearly a fascist. Yeah, and he's immediately like, as soon as as soon as Tiger was like, yeah, I did something. The cop's like, what did you do? And so types he, it into the computer. So he tells him, and he immediately types it in the computer. It makes a phone call. Yep, and that's when we find out the fucking Paula slapped him with a restraining order that morning. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Because he can't see Dad. Yeah, two th- or it was it was it two hundred feet. Uh, it, was, it was like 2,000 feet, I think. 2,000 feet. Which is feet. kind of a lot. Yeah. That's like quite a bit. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a very large distance. But yeah. So got a restraining order on. And this cop is just giving him some lip this entire time. Good. But, he deserved it. Why did he turn himself in for a 15-year-old crime? What an idiot. Yeah. It was not the smartest thing. Well, and, the cop said, though, that there's less crime if you're sad. Oh, yeah, and that's why there's no crime in Russia, right? Yeah, because if you're sad, there's no crime. Yeah, that was a justification. Yeah, because when you're happy, you get drunk, and when you get drunk, then the next thing you know, you're beating up on somebody, and that's what happens when everyone, when generations of people are exposed to lead in the water in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so he might be right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, when, when, when people are exposed to lead for extended periods of time, they become aggravated all the time. Yeah. They're aggressive because of it. It's a poison. Like, it fucks with our heads. Uh-huh. So he might have been right to some degree. I thought he was wrong, but funny. And he's a funny person to, like, to, like confess to. <laughs> yeah, it was really... He, yeah. The movie has some, like, obviously... Interesting things to say about authority, right? The cop like pre- like went into the situation as if he were a priest as well. I was like, you can you can talk to me, like, and let's rap about it, man. Let's rap. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, "No, I'm gonna type all this shit in the computer and see if there's fucking warrants out for your arrest." Yeah, now it's on your permanent record, motherfucker. It's- your permanent record, <laughs> right? And Tiger's like, that's fine. That's what I wanted anyways. Thanks for letting me know about the warrant, or not the warrant, the uh, restraining order, so but, that I don't fuck that up. But, yeah, but, like... Wh- 
And I think, feel as if, like, the rage that he would experience mm-hmm. from getting a restraining order on you, mm-hmm. you know, from someone you're trying to reconnect with, I, I was pretty war, maybe not war, would you say warranted? Oh, yeah, I'd say. I like, mean, I don't know. I, I, I understand Because he wants to, he came back to town to make up with his dad is the only thing that we can assume at this point. Like, he wants to go see his family. He wants yes. to make up with his family. Yes. And now he can't go see his dad. And yes. I'm like, okay, is his dad mentally unwell? Because that's what the cop says. Apparently, mm-hmm. he's not in any state to take care of himself. So, for some reason, your sister and not your mom is in charge of him. Um... So, yeah, Paula took out the restraining order on you, which is a weird thing for the cop to have access to. Like, who took out the restraining order? I don't, I, know. I don't know why the cop would then disclose that information. <laughs> I feel like that's where, like, not this, like, okay, this is this is why you have the restraining order or whatever. Like, the person that you, it's on, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The person who has the restraining order against you. Uh-huh. I feel like, yes, knowing that information is important so then you can honor the restraining order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who can't I go near? But, but the you shouldn't know why. It, like, I, you know why. You know why there's a restraining order against you. You know. You know what you did. <laughs> I shouldn't have to fucking tell you. <laughs> like, why would that be information that the cops even have access to on that fucking RoboCop-ass computer? Did, did, did Paula also get a restraining order? on him for her as well i don't think so because the cop then just gave that information so then he could go and see her yeah i guess so oh yeah if you want to talk to your dad maybe you should talk to her is maybe what he was implying right it's it's very confusing (laughs) i don't know what he was fucking trying to get to right but like after this fucking tiger's pissed he's just driving around gonna leave town and he sees this billboard that says family on it and then he just lashes out erratically again and fucking flips his shitty and whips his, the ass of his car all the way around. He goes back into town, fucking hits up Karen and goes, Karen, I want a family. Karen, I, I, I need to be here. And she's like, oh, like I barely realized you left because yeah, he's only been gone for like, uh, as far as screen time goes, like two minutes. Yeah, right? barely he hadn't even left time. town. He yeah. hadn't even left town. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so so he just like comes into Karen's house with a with a suitcase, and the kids are like, "Hey, do you want to like?" What would they, they ask him to play or watch TV or something? They're like, like that. "Oh, da- new yeah. dad's home." Yeah, and he's just like, "Wait a minute!" So then he goes and takes a bath. <laughs> he needs to take a bath and get a shitty beard shaved yeah. off. Motherfucker's just sitting there in the bath, just relaxing, and then Karen walks in, and we're like, "Oh, maybe Karen's gonna give him a little tub action," you know. That's what Vince was saying. Yeah, I was, I was you know, seeing some water sports or something. I had a feeling she was going to take his beard off. But that's exactly what she does. She fucking lathers him up with shaving cream. This man has got a beard that's at least a half inch to an inch long. Yeah. And she pulls out the little disposable Bic razor mm-hmm. and proceeds to shave his face. Uh-huh, yep, uh, yep. It just cut, you know, like fade cuts to his face having been shaved. Yeah, it's you can't do that. You can't do that. And, like, this is the point at which I realized that Karen's too good for him, right? Karen is far too good for him. She's got her whole shit together, and he is a fucking loser. Yeah, but then at the same time, maybe she's, like, hazing him by, like, shaving his face like that while he's in the bathtub. So, you know, you, she's cleaning the razor, in the bath water right uh-huh so uh-huh. every time she cleans it he's gotta watch all of his parts just to make sure he doesn't get nicked 
And now there's fucking shaving cream and hair everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. just flex. Yeah, like she's just like, yeah. No, you're 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 fine. You're fine. I'm allowing this to happen. You need to know this. Yeah, I mean, she's <laughs> just taking too good of care of him, and she's too good of a person. She's got her shit together, and like the only. I mean, it seems like they had mostly the same shit going on in high school. So, like, it's interesting that she was just kind of... It kind of glosses over how she got to where she was. We don't know what her job is. Mm-hmm. We don't know what she does. Should we just know that she is a strong and independent woman who doesn't need a man, but she would like to have him around. Him and his bulge that you can see in his pants in every scene. It's 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 distracting at one point. It's distracting at many points. Yeah. And I <laughs> imagine that's why she wants him around, right? <laughs> I mean, his name is Tiger. <laughs> so this is when Tiger fucking gets his shit together. He he sells his Plymouth, you know, and takes his other car. He takes his his dope ass fucking car. He got a new cool car. <laughs> got 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 a dad mobile, right? But it's not new. It's old. But it's, it's chill. It's, not it's as still cute. a cool thing. But he downgraded. You know, he got the extra money. Tried to be responsible with it. And then he fucking goes and hits up Tony, and he's just like, yo, man, let's go play some basketball and talk about shit, and they make up. Tony tries to give him a job. Tony tries to give him a job, and he's like, no, man, it's totally fucking cool. I'm a self-made man. I got bootstraps just the same as you, dog. Yeah, so he goes and gets a job at a grocery store, and he's really fucking happy, and he's talking- the groceries. Yeah, he's talking about making $165 a week or something like that. can't make money like that anymore. can't make money like that anymore. Man, that was a good paycheck back in the day. Yeah. (sighs) Bagging groceries? They don't even let Patrick Swayze bag groceries anymore. He would just be like stocking shelves and people would be, be trying to, you know, they'd be like, hey, Mr. Brownie man, can you get me something off the top shelf? And he'd go to reach for it and he couldn't reach it. And they'd be like, oh, I thought you would be taller. I thought I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> See, my next note is that Karen is kind of awesome. Oh, yeah. I stopped taking a lot of notes at this point and just sort of noted the main plot points here. So... Yeah. Keep moving us forward. All right. Well, Karen's dope, but uh, but then fucking... It's time to go to Paula's showing is the next thing here in my notes. Is yeah. that correct? Yes. Paula yeah. is a realtor who sells big, fancy homes. She seems to be selling like a plantation of some sort, but it's Pittsburgh. I don't think there's like... I, I don't know. It was it's an a enormous, very large house. And it looked fucking stupid on the inside as well. But you could tell it was worth millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So Tiger shows up to harass her at the showing because he knows he can't find her anywhere else. Yeah. So he calls her office, fi- figures out where this showing is, and just lets himself in. And then all of a sudden, there's one woman who is at the showing, has to go to the bathroom, happens upon him. And then without telling this woman who he is, requests that he gets to see... Uh, goddamn Paula and she just comes down and sees him just looking at the drapes yeah I assume that people think that she is okay with seeing a handsome man near her wedding date I mean if you (laughs) is that what they're all assuming is everyone who like interacts with him prior to her is like ooh he sounds sexy and like I know you're about to get married so hubba hubba I just The fact that a strange man showed up at this woman's work and then another woman was just like... The client. Yeah, the client is just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go get her for you. I don't know who you are. You're very sexy yeah. and clearly unstable. Yeah, you're just going to 
preface all this with like there's this very handsome man downstairs waiting for you and he's just a total psycho at the reunion that they have together like uh you know uh, him and his sister him and paula meet and he he is a total psycho about it yeah he he's just looking at the drapes and then he's like i'm just gonna stare at you and then she's like dude you have to leave and he's like but we have to talk. And she's like, if you come to my next showing, I'll call the cops. And he's like, but we have to talk. And then they kind of like talk a little bit, but nothing gets resolved. They were talking about nothing. Yeah. And then she's just essentially like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to see you. And she like grabs a fire poker and starts th- like thrusting it at him. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. And he's just like not getting it. And then he finally leaves and Paula cries. And it's just like, at this point, I, I kind of feel like Paula has made made it known that she wants nothing to do with Tiger. Yeah, I think that Tiger is, like, torturing his family at this point. Like, that's yeah. what it seems like to me. He drives past his parents' house. He's creepy. He, like, goes to his mom. He's like, Mom, I love you. Goodbye. Emotional turmoil. <laughs> and then <laughs> he sees his sister, and he's like, Hey, remember when we were kids? You know, we would play the games. And she's like, You beat up our dad. Yeah. We're not little kids anymore. You're an adult. You're a psycho and you've never apologized. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We have a big a big mark in my notes then. It says at at timestamp 58 minutes, the first mention of Patrick Swayze's character Chuck Tiger Warsaw being called Tiger was referenced by him. By him. And he said you know why they call me the tiger. No, the fuck we don't. Why did he no even say him, that? No one's called him tiger this whole movie. We have called him tiger more than anyone said it in this movie. I think they said it twice total. I don't I don't even think so. I just think it was once? just that one time. Oh, my God. Every other time they said Chuck or Charles. Okay. Well, I mean, he's Chuck. Yeah. Okay. So like, tiger is a bad guy. Well, I just... I. I think they like slid that line in there just because like Chuck Warsaw was not a, a, a fun title for a movie. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they were like, oh, if we call it Tiger Warsaw, yeah. people will think there's fighting. They're like, so <laughs> what? Do, what should we call this movie? Well, his name's Chuck Warsaw. Let's call it Chuck Warsaw. No, no, that doesn't have the right kind of pop. And you can't just call it Warsaw because that's a city. Yeah, they're thinking. They think it's about fucking saws Europe. of war. Yeah. No. What? What, should, what about tigers are dope? Yeah, let's call it Tiger Warsaw. Tiger Warsaw. Yeah, well, we got to write in a line about him being called Tigers. We already filmed the fucking movie. Well, just make it a reference. Throw it away. Ah. Well, I mean, their high school mascot is a tiger as well. Oh, yeah. And then they do, I mean, then then it's time for the high school reunion, right? Oh, yeah, that he cons Karen into going into that. She didn't know. She, all right, Karen's like... So my high school reunion's coming up, and he's like, you want to go? And she's like, not really. Wasn't and he, like, digging through her mail? I feel like she didn't even bring it up. I think he brought it up. Oh, yeah? I missed that part. I must have been writing something down. I don't know if she was... I don't think she referenced it, like, because she didn't have any interest in going. He was like, oh, yeah, you want to go to the high school reunion, right? Yeah, and he kept fucking pushing it. She's like, no, I don't no. want to go. They're losers. I was a loser in high school, and I don't want people to bully me. And he's kind of like, well, come on, we're sexy. That's yeah. kind of what his Let me show vibe you off. is. Yeah, I want to show you off, and you can kind of show me off. And she's like, fine, we'll go. And that's when we realized that he knew Karen because Karen was in the same grade as Paula. 
So Paul was also at the reunion. And it was all an elaborate scheme to see Paula. It was all an elaborate scheme. So that he could torture her more. (laughs) She fucking sneaks right into her goddamn reunion and ruins the fucking night. Yeah, he tries to talk to her. Um, uh, Tony's wife, what was her name? Val. Val Val tries to tell him to leave. Yeah, all right. So, okay. So, that's literally it, though. Tiger walks in and gives a quick what's up to Tony, and they're being fucking buds. Tony's like, hey, finger guns, finger guns. And then all of a sudden, they see Val, and and Val, like, starts bitching at them, and then it's just like, calls Karen a slut. Yeah, you gotta take him out of here, you slut. Yeah, and so Tiger, like... Unjustifiably, it cuts fucking, to a long shot yeah. though. Like it was weird because it was previously like up close to them. Yeah. Then it cuts to a long shot from far away. He he turns and kind of grabs her by the shoulders, and then hey, you can't call her a slut. Yeah, and, <laughs> and starts to shake her. And then some guy that's around the situation pushes him to get him off of Val. While this happens, Val falls. Pregnant Val falls. Oh my god. Tony freaks the fuck out. He's gonna punch Tiger. Runs over, gets right in Tiger's fucking face. Justifiably, it looked so. like he punched him in the face. I wasn't sure if he actually did or not because uh, Swayze didn't react at all to it. Oh yeah. So like, I wasn't sure if there was actually a punch or not. But yeah, he gets they get fucking in a fight and then it just like Karen, who has had her sunglasses on the entire time. Oh yeah. She never like if she, she keeps her sunglasses on because she's fucking cool. But they're, they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. So they leave, right? They bounce out of that situation, right? Failure. Failure at the high school reunion. Yeah. I mean, it was going to be that way anyway. Like, how, how did we not see that coming from a mile away? Well, because we didn't know that he went there to go see his sister. We thought that he was going with Karen to have a fun time. I thought it was his high school reunion. Not, I thought that they were in the same graduating class. Oh. So then when we got to the party and his sister was there, I was like, well, that's not Oh my god, this was all just to see his sister. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. What an idiot. Dude, but it, then after that, fucking he goes and sees his mom. Like, Hi mom. Yeah, he just comes over the house and hangs out with mom. And they share a nice cry. Yeah. And a hug. And she's happy to see him. She, she missed him. Even though she knows that there's a restraining order against him. Yeah. Or, does she know? Yeah, but it's a, it's chill because dad's not home. Oh, where is he? He's dad's at the basketball game. It was very. It wasn't very well. Oh my god, dad was the best. Who took him there? He just went. No, oh my, he doesn't <laughs> drive. Because <laughs> yeah. like every other time that he yeah. left the house, somebody was scooping him and taking him somewhere. Like he was hanging out with the boys, you know. Yeah. And like even when you're old and confused, the boys can help you out. I think that's what happened. I think the boys came and picked him up and took him to the the, to, basketball, to the basketball game. game. But they didn't accompany him to get the concessions, or maybe they all got confused at the same time and well, wandered in different directions. Well, no, he was sitting down watching the game, right? And then Tiger comes over and sees mom. And they have their little heart to heart. And then dad gets up to go get snacks. And while he's in line for fucking snacks, he overhears these two guys fucking talking about how Tiger's back in town. Oh, my God, he did. Yeah, no one's told Dad that Tiger's back in town. Dad has no idea. Because Dad's mentally feeble, and we can't can't upset him. Yeah, so Dad, in a shock, immediately goes to the sporting goods store and buys a rifle. A big gun. He goes and (laughs) buys a gun. 
big and then he gets in a cab with gun. the gun out no no case oh. no sheath it's, or whatever you're supposed to have a gun it's not even like open carry situation <laughs> motherfucker has both hands on it and carrying it in he's, front of him yeah and he's taking a taxi and the taxi driver's like this is your house right he's like god clearly damn it upset god he, damn it the, the the cab driver is clearly upset and uncomfortable this entire time like oh my god why do you have a gun that's such a big gun for this cab yeah like so he gets out sees that tiger's inside talking to mom and then kind of like he acts like he's world war ii or whatever yeah, like he's he, kind of taking some he, cover he gets real tight on the wall and stands between the window and the door and starts like peeking through the door a little bit and then all of a sudden um he they come mom and, and tiger come to come outside and tiger gets in front of mom and all of a sudden there's just dad there with this fucking rifle and he fires a shot right past tiger's head oh my god and then paula shows up and is like dad give me the goddamn rifle god dad tried to shoot his head off it was the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in this movie i'm oh, sorry <laughs> not ever <laughs> ever oh my gosh i've never seen the matrix um this was the high point of the movie for me oh i thought that this was the end of it i thought that i thought the tiger was about to get his head blown oh, off yeah. and that was just gonna be the end of it yeah and it was just gonna be about how like so like, never mind yeah continue T tiger came out of that door popped a hard left and there was just dad with a fucking rifle he had racked it and everything like that i even have racked it exclamation point in my fucking notes but then after he shoots off that shot dad just goes on about how this isn't chuck chuck died 17 years ago or whatever it was because his man is his old man and yeah. he's just like fuck off essentially yeah i thought he was gonna be like oh hey nice to meet you old man yeah i would love to have a new relationship with this new man who's much more mature than the guy that died that was my son no, no that wasn't the energy he was giving off he was like my son's dead i don't like new people i'm dying soon too yeah so fuck off yeah so he just goes inside so chuck fucks off yeah and he, uh, he after, once he goes inside, Dad just like doesn't seem to know what's going on at all. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, I'm not taking responsibility for having just fired a gun at my son's head. Yeah, I'm like, not gonna take any responsibility. I'm confused. And oh, oh, what's happening? I'm old. Is he gonna fake a heart attack? And <laughs> this, this, this lasts until the next scene where he fucking goes to Paula's wedding shower, uh -huh. right? Because he's just like looking around all melancholy, not really paying attention to anything because this traumatic event just happened, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, fucking mom gives this toast about how they don't need Tiger. How they're glad he left and a toast to him yeah. for leaving to save this family. Yeah. And then... Wow. In the middle of this toast... I liked mom. Yeah. How could she say something like Dude, that? Dude, it kind of like threw me for a loop. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You, were, this, on, you were on his side this entire is time. Is this supposed to be inspirational? But, like about how we can abandon our family members and they can leave us if they're, if they're bad for our family? Well, see, that's what I thought initially, right? Right. But then, you know, after a moment or two, you start realizing that mom said all this shit because she like realizes what how they were treating Tiger was wrong. Uh-huh. You know? Oh. And it was to inspire them like, oh, yeah. We don't need him. 
yeah, our family that needs us clearly right now. You uh-huh, know, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. and that's why dad fucking leaves. He just oh. gets up in the middle of the speech and goes to the, the bus depot or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, or the train station whenever he buys a ticket. Yeah, he buys a ticket and somehow finds out where Patrick Swayze is now. Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. Yeah, but this is at the exact same time when dad's getting all this shit in order to I leave I thought town. he was going to kill him, dude. Like yeah. That was the that was the, the final uh, surprise in the film that he didn't show up to kill. Yeah, as Tiger. as dad's going to the train station, you see Tiger opening up this 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 bag of pills. Oh god, just drugs. Red pills. A, a bunch of red pills. Is this the Matrix? Throwing them into gla- a glass of water that he's overfilling in the sink and then in a rage he just hurls all of these pills all across the room. Because he right? doesn't want to drink them. Yep. The bathroom. And that's when we get the flashback. At the hotel. Yeah. We we find out that Tiger, as a teenager, our, you know, young adult, saw Paula naked as she was changing, freaked the fuck out, ran out of the room, right? Dad was under the impression that he was peeping, got into a tussle with him, and then... Patrick Swayze's Tiger Warsaw accidentally shot dad. I'm glad that you parsed this out because I was just like, dad beat him up for no reason. Yeah. No, so <laughs> that's what happened was Tiger shot dad. Yeah, but his dad was beating him up for no reason. Yeah, I don't... Which dude, implies some weird fucking family dynamics from right. even before, right? I don't know how... Okay, no, 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 no. Let's continue, though. Let's continue, and then we can get to what the movie might actually be about, right? (laughs) Because we're almost there, I think. So, immediately after the flashback, Tiger's fucking trying to cool off. You know, he's hot. He just threw all these pills. He's like, I can't believe I was going to go back to that, to to using. And that's when Dad knocks on the door. He wasn't going to use. He was going to (laughs) die. But Dad knocks on the door and, and, and tells him, you know, Son, I was wrong. I love you. And then that's when Tiger Tiger says that he loves Daddy. I love you, Daddy. And then they hug? And they hug. And Tiger's welcome back into the family just in time for Paul's wedding. All according to his plan. Was it, was it according to the plan? I don't know. I assume he wanted to go to the wedding. How did he find out that she was getting married? Fucking maybe Tony called him. Who's to say? Tony didn't want to see him. Who cares? Okay, okay, okay. How did he know? You're right. So he just showed up coincidentally around the time of the wedding because it's a film. But yeah, so he shows up to the wedding. He brings Karen as his date. A tan suit on his body. Oh, yeah. A nice camel, you know? (laughs) And uh, Karen's got her fucking sunglasses on like a goddamn boss in the church, you know? And, uh, you know, nice, beautiful ceremony. That's that. And they take a picture. What was Paula's husband's name? Roger. Ah, damn. I, I really thought we wouldn't know. I didn't know. Oh, no. I remember Okay, uh, so that was Tiger Warsaw. That's the movie. End credits. Yeah. Family shot. That's Guess who's in the middle? Tiger Warsaw. Pariah of the family. Okay, so uh, did this yeah. movie mean anything at all? <laughs> Dude, oh man. This was such a fucking weird one. Like... <sighs> okay, so there's weird the weird cop thing. About, well, okay. Like authority. There's some kind of weird thing about authority, right? I don't know if there was a weird thing with that. I like, I just like it was shot so weird. It was shot like a TV movie, like it was on Hallmark. Yes, 
and it just was oh, it just looked it looked weird it lingered where it shouldn't have it just was really odd timing and pacing just everything was just oh like a little off you know like dad yeah like yeah. how easy just it like was dad. for dad to buy a gun just like dad it was so easy for dad just walked in and was like hey can i have a gun the guy's like yeah yeah do you need anything to put it in no yeah. no no you want, you want some bullets you want like we a strap to put it over your shoulder yeah you know you, you can oh, we got buckshot we got birdshot i can give you a smaller one maybe put it in your pocket yeah i mean no 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 i need this big one i need to so I don't know. I think this movie had some fear of women's empowerment going on in it, but at the okay. same time, that was like that was Tiger's position and Dad's position. It seemed like to me, but the movie didn't seem to have any anti-women empowerment mm-hmm. messages. Like honestly, it makes me wonder if uh, I, the gender of the director, because we did not find the gender of this director, mm-hmm. and we do not know. I, I assumed it was a man. Uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm in chowdery. Yeah. Ch- chowdery? Chowdery. Perhaps. Uh, could be a woman. I don't know. Very interesting. Um, so one of the other things that it's, struck me as really interesting about this a man. movie. Fine. The director he, was a man. He's a man. <laughs> so there's some things that are common across the Swayze movies that we've watched so far. Okay. And to me, that's like this. Uh, there's like always in undercurrent of classism right mm-hmm. like his family clearly has money mm-hmm. his sister's got money karen's got money yes his parents got money yeah he's clearly a working stiff he works as somebody he bags groceries mm-hmm. he was a drug dealer before that we're to understand like he's always wearing his like plaid shirt you know he's always dressed like a, a fucking lumberjack or whatever for some reason He's always a working stiff, and I don't get it because it doesn't, like, there's clearly something about his personality, his character's personalities that, like, clashes with the other people in the movies, and sometimes it's, like, really out, like, out front, like, it isn't dirty dancing, it's part of the plot, is the is the sexiness of being working class versus the uh, prudishness of being rich, but, like, yeah. that's not stated in this movie, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so sexy because he's working class and all the rich people are so sexless. I don't know. There's some weird working class shit in, underneath all these movies and I don't know, like, where it comes from. Like, even with the establishing shots at the beginning of the movie where it very clearly lets you know that it's taking place in, like, an industrial town. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all these factories and you can see all the machines working and you can see people driving. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> That's so removed from what we saw of people in the movie. We only saw one person's job. Well, two people's jobs because, well, and the cops. That's not a job. That's a choice. Uh, yeah, well, so we well, saw okay. him working as a grocery guy and we saw his sister's job. But what does his sister even do? She sells fucking houses. She's a real estate agent. She makes tons of money. Yeah, and fucking Tony works at Tony's Music. He owns Tony's Music. Yeah. It's not a job. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> That's You're owning right. a business. He's owning a business is not a job. Mm-hmm. You're a job creator. Oh. Yeah, you know. I I believe you. We need to know these things as partial owners of the Nokia Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so <laughs> you did mention, though, that as we got towards the end of the movie, that mom kind of acknowledges that how they were treating him was wrong, yeah. right? But she's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, no, because he's a bad guy. No, I, I I think that was... she the Okay, when she started saying shit like that about how it's, it's fine that we write him off and stuff like that, it seemed like she was definitely laying it on thick. Like, she was trying to be like... This is honestly what we've been doing. We've we've acted like 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 Chuck doesn't doesn't exist anymore. You yeah, know? let's be straight up about it. But like this, we're, we're, I'm happy he died. Of course, I'm not happy. You know, like one of those kind of things. But someone needed to say it. Yeah, I I think it was something that everyone needed to hear. And yeah, I I think that it's like ultimately a movie about like how treating someone in your family as a pariah is not good for mm-hmm. anyone involved. Right? Because mm-hmm. it kind of made dad angry and, and vengeful and violent. And it kind of made uh, Paula, like, controlling. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made mom, like, fearful and sad. So, like, I think it's about how, like, having a black sheep in your family and, like, trying to ignore part of your family and your heritage and where you come from can be harmful to everybody involved. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's really what it was about, but that's kind of what it felt like it was about because I'm not sure what else I was supposed to gain from it. I think that this movie was just about forgiveness. Okay, so that's uh, that brings me to my very last note. Yeah. Um, Gaslighting, the film. Right, so Dad beats up Chuck when he's a kid for no reason, for for an imagined reason. Uh, there was a reason. The reason he was, was he accidentally saw his sister naked. Yeah, okay. Was he peeping? All right, all right. All right. <laughs> he was in a hidden situation in her room as she was getting. So undressed. he did want to see her naked. I don't know. This it, that's the part that is so weird to me because it's depicted as. He was hiding in her room to play a prank on her, like, oh, you know, like little brothers, you know, peeking or something like that at the older sister or That's such a prank. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Or something. Then then she she undresses to the extent that she is only in her underwear. And that makes him uncomfortable? Well, well. (laughs) Or does he make an audible boner noise? (laughs) Like an, uh, (laughs) doing. Ayo. The thing that I don't get is like, all right, if he was if he was hiding to play a prank on her, and she came in there to start undressing, why didn't he jump out? Hey, 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 prank, prank, prank. Yeah. So he he hid until she was stripped down to her underwear, and then that's when he decides to run out of the room. Causing her to scream. Prank or just being a creep? Dude, this is what I'm I'm okay. asking. Like, yeah. So he runs out of the room uh-huh. as she's screaming, so dad comes out with the gun. God. Right? So dad is the one who escalated the situation. Gets into the tussle. Tiger shoots dad because he got the gun. Well, I mean, you don't come at your kid with a gun. Well, I'm just... I'm not trying to justify the situation. I'm just trying to... 
make sure I saw it correctly and I, you know, we're on the same page here. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking that dad is kind of a dick, dude. Like, I feel like it doesn't get to the point where you shoot your dad unless there's something fucked up going on. You know what? You know what this, I think it boils down to? What? Don't be peeping. Don't be peeping. It's Don't true. Don't be peeping. But I do. That's what I'm saying. Is I yeah. think that this all is, of this that is what the movie resolved. has present, presented to us. I think this is gaslighting the movie. I don't think he necess- he may have done something wrong, but I think the whole family dynamic was fucked up, and then they just put it on him. I don't know, man. I think I do know because I'm an expert, and I what I know about family therapy is that in family therapy, someone's always the pariah. Um, someone is always the one who's the problem child. They're the one doing everything wrong so that the family can project all their shit onto him and be like, yeah, you're the problem with our family. It has nothing to do with the fact that I come at all my problems with a gun. It has nothing to do with the fact that I'm totally nuts. Um, I I actually didn't notice if, uh, mom or Paula had any problems. Like Paula was being controlling over dad being crazy, but dad was crazy. Mom didn't have any problems, did she? I don't believe so. Yeah, so it looks like Dad was actually the problem, and he was just gaslighting everybody to think that, uh, what do you call him? Tiger was the problem. I don't know. That's just, that's my big uh, takeaway from the movie. I I think my big takeaway is don't be peeping. Don't be peeping. See, this is a good summary of, I think, what's generally going to happen on our show here, right? I I'm going to come up with some elaborate thesis about the movie, and you'll be like, don't be peeping. <laughs> I, I well, just, okay. This whole situation could have been solved with just like, all right. Don't be peeping. Don't be peeping. And then you wouldn't have shot dad, and you could have just kept hanging out. Do you think that maybe young tiger would be a more interesting movie like a movie a movie about all that happening like a tiger cub yeah like (laughs) yeah i'm just like wondering if we got the less interesting movie like we got the movie that flashed back to the um, the interesting stuff (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) yeah we got the prodigal son story yeah and like i wonder if the yeah if the original story would have been more interesting probably not I don't know. He like like him hanging out with Karen, and they're getting all fucked up and driving around like it's drive, but also they're on drugs. Yeah, and the weed. I liked Karen. I thought Karen was the coolest part of the movie. Karen was the best part. Uh, okay, so we're at the end here. This was a movie. Um, should uh, we look at the internet's ratings? Or oh yeah. Should we rate it ourselves yeah. first? Let, let's 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 talk about this for a little bit. We have some really interesting uh, informations, right? You have some information. I have no information. Yeah. So the budget of this movie was 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 a was a cool two mil. A cool two mil. The budget was two million. The box office raked in. Four hundred twenty-two thousand, and that's that's the only number. There's no opening weekend. There's no gross. That is the only number they gave. Four hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. Blaze it two times. <laughs> Blaze it two times. We've got a letterbox rating of two point seven out of five, an IMDb of four point nine out of five. There is not a Rotten Tomatoes. There's an audience score of 28%. Amazon has it at 4.5 out of 5, 81% 5 stars, 6% 1 star. And uh, Ebert 
did not rate this movie. Good. Yeah. He shouldn't have had to subject himself to it. I typed in Patrick Swayze, Tiger Warsaw quotes. Not a single one came up. Great. Perfect. 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 <laughs> but I... Uh, Pain don't hurt. I, I did find out that it was filmed in Pennsylvania. So... Oh, great. On site. <laughs> it was filmed on location, right? But I do have a few IMDb reviews. Okay, you're going to read an IMDb? Uh, I'm going to read a yep. letterbox after you read an IMDb. Okay, well, I've got two. Okay. I, I can I can read you either a, a 10 out of 10 or a 2 out of 10. What are I, you interested I in? I want the 10 out of 10, and then uh, I'll read mine. Okay. All right. Uh, you get two two options out of ten out of ten. Wow! All right, very heartwarming or great emotional film worth seeing. Very heartwarming. All right, I have recently been watching Patrick Swayze. Wait, DVD. hold on. What is the reviewer's name? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need to properly credit when you're going to quote someone. Ten out of ten. Very heartwarming by Rue Bears, April nineteenth, two thousand and four. I have recently been watching Patrick Swayze's DVDs and videos. I'm very much into his acting. I think Tiger is really a very touching story about a son who created lots of trouble for his family. He got rehabilitated and wanted to go back home and make up for the trouble he had caused. I cried when I watched the story. I think this has happened to lots of families in the United States. I think Patrick Swayze is very good. Of course, I think he is good in everything I have seen him in act in. In my estimation, this is very tear-jerking. I would watch it any day and cry when I watch it. There's little violence in it, and I give it a top rating. Of course, Patrick Swayze is number one in my book for everything so far I have seen. I would watch it any day. Any day. I would not. I wouldn't either. <laughs> What's Letterbox got to say over there, Josh? Rima. R-E-M-A. All capital letters. Is it Rama? No, Rima. Well, maybe Rama. Who's to say? Rima, Rima. Reviewed June 17th, 2019. The title and poster would lead one to believe that this is the dark, dangerous Patrick Swayze of Point Break. Not so. Don't be fooled like I was. And I. The editor. This is a bleak family drama that pushes Swayze beyond his area of competence. Wow. Wow. Swayze is charm personified and is at his best painting with a broad emotional brush. This role in a kitchen sink drama demands an emotional pointillism that he is not able to muster. Even actors with technical mastery like Piper Laurie and Mary McDonnell cannot vivify the corpse of a barely coherent script about a black sheep brother returning as his sister is about to be married. With an old girlfriend thrown in for no purpose other than to show off some 80s fashion and justifies some of his shirtless scenes. <laughs> the actors just stand around the poor, moribund body of a script, each in turn giving it a whack, hoping to get it to trot a few paces to the final credits. Oh, it's a beating a dead horse. That's, that's what she's saying here. Roadhouse, 1989, is oh so much better. It is exactly the large-scale, simplistic showboat of a movie that suits Swayze's talents. Okay, um, I didn't read this review fully beforehand. I didn't realize that Rima was going to ream Patrick Swayze's uh, acting ability, and now 
you know what? I might give this more than the one star that uh, <laughs> this reviewer gave it. I might give it one and a half stars. All right, um, all right, Josh. I was asked that's my next question. How do you feel about it, man? One and a half stars, maybe. Yeah. Max, max. Yeah, I. Out of five. Dude, I'm right there with you. Wait, did I rate on a scale of ten last time or five? I don't remember. Let's one point five out of five stars, and then we've got to rate it on the Swayze scale. Swayze scale. All right. How'd you like the Swayze performance in this particular film? I mean, like. Oh, you're going to agree with Rima, this witch. It was bad. Yeah, I mean. I mean, like, well, I can't say it was bad. He was so sketchy. He was acting like someone who was on drugs, not somebody who was, like, recovering from being on drugs. I don't know. It's just, I feel like it was. He he did not. He was not paired well with a good director or writer. Like or I feel writer. like the writers uh, d- didn't understand what it's like to be in recovery. Like clearly, his character either wasn't in the program or they've never heard of the program. Mm-hmm. And the program isn't even like the best. But goddamn, if he actually knew how to take a catalog of his like grievances, the way that he had done the ways that he had done people wrong, so that he could actually make coherent apologies and amends, then. Maybe we would have had an interesting movie, but instead he just like wanders around going, I'm sorry, eh, making phone calls. He doesn't even beat up a single person in this movie. Not a single person. All right, Josh, who's this movie for? Uh, this movie is for people who like uh, Lifetime dramas and also yeah. Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is for people who have a Patrick Swayze podcast. <laughs> I think that's pretty valid, you know. Uh, Do you have a, a, an otherwise opinion about who this movie's for? No, no. Uh, I, I uh, would you recommend this? You know, kind of reminded me of uh, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. It did not <laughs> remind you of Romeo and Michelle. No, it didn't. Just as you- just as much as it reminded me of Zach and Mary make a porno. because <laughs> there's a high school reunion. Yeah. No, I would not recommend this movie to anyone, but I would recommend those other two movies about high school reunions. Yes, I would. Yeah, if you're feeling a high school reunion movie, those two are both very great. Yeah, um, do you have any My Sister's Wedding movies to recommend? I just picked up Rachel Getting Married. I haven't seen that. It's got Anne Hathaway in it. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. She's a cat woman. Oh, she is a cat woman. Yeah, we can watch that sometime soon. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, this movie, I- I'd listen to this podcast. Uh, we recorded quite some time. I think that uh, I think that we-, we pretty much got you through it so that you don't have to watch this movie. Um, you can just say that you listen to the podcast. Uh, the-, the podcast, because there's not going to be any other podcasts about this movie, ever, because no one wants to watch it. That's true. All right, so I guess while we wrap this bad boy up, I think we should tell you that we have some social medias. If you want to follow us, oh, are- you're on the social media train now. Now you're gonna now you're gonna plug the things. We are on the social media train. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at SwayzePod. I don't know the other things. That's don't, it. Don't look at me. That's it. That's we, it. Yeah, we're we're on the on Twitter and Instagram at Swayze Pod. We should wanna, get like some merch or something, huh? If you want to email us, you can email us at SwayzePod at gmail.com mm-hmm. and uh, you can find us both on IMDB all you gotta do is search for me Vincent Troyo you're yeah. on IMDB oh no sorry not I mean I am uh, you are because you've been in movies yeah <laughs> uh, 
But um, we're on Letterbox. Letterbox. That's what I meant to say. You just search for me for Vince Troya, uh, Vincent Troya on Letterboxd. I don't know what mine is. Mine's probably know. Joshua C Y. That's that's my name and my last two initials, the middle one and the last one. Joshua as well. C Y. Yep. Uh huh. I leave reviews, and this is going to be my first one in weeks because we haven't been watching movies. We've only been playing Pokemon. Well, Vince has been playing Pokemon, and I've just been watching Community. So. We watched Predator last week, or this week. That's the last movie we watched. Okay. How many movies did we watch in December? A lot. <laughs> like, so many. Like 30? <laughs> 45? Yep, uh, so we'll be back again for another Crazy for Swayze. I've been crazy for Swayze. I've been crazy for Swayze as well. We're crazy Bye. for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made with When I was younger, playing Pokemon, I would never utilize potions or anything like that. I would just mm-hmm. fucking raw dog it. Yeah, you save them all up in case you need them. Yeah, but I never use and them. And then you never need right? them. Getting this new game, I have actually been utilizing revives and potions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because before gyms now... Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay... Ever since the first generation, when you went into a gym to get your badge, you'd have to go and fight a few trainers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This way, in this game, now being like the seventh or eighth generation, like when you go into the gym to fight those trainers, they lock you in. Mm-hmm. So it was like you can't fight all the trainers, bail real quick, go and heal your Pokemon, then come back and then fight the leader. Yeah, you gotta have all your items. Right? So I'm using them now, and I'm like, holy shit, having potions and revives make this game so much easier. Oh yeah, you just buy a few, and then in case your boy passes out, or he runs out of his PP or whatever, you can, uh, you know, use some ether on him. Dude, I am, I'm about it. Like I'm in my I'm getting my eighth badge right now, uh-huh. and I'm getting my fucking potions and shit like that. Okay, and uh, feel real and good about it. So what you're saying is, if you have wax, smoke it. Yeah, Don't just save it until you have. If you have drugs, do them. If you have money, use it. Buy things because yeah. there may be no tomorrow, and the tomorrow that you're planning for may just never come. It may never materialize. You may have nothing tomorrow, but hey, you used it today. I mean, isn't isn't the joke that there's no such thing as leftover crack, and that's why the band name was so funny? Uh huh. Like. I mean, I there think, should be no leftover anything. No leftover spaghetti, no leftover money. Uh, dude, I'm all about leftover spaghetti, though. I can, like, mm-hmm. I can fucking breakfast spaghetti. We're still beers. here and we're still selling breakfast spaghetti. Dude, I love me some fucking breakfast, breakfast spaghetti. Breakfast spaghetti. <laughs> breakfast spaghetti. Yep. 
And this is the ad. Jim Trainer Aria wants to battle me. 